0: wherever you get your podcasts. Why do people insist on classifying Nazis as right-wing? The name is a contraction of national Socialist. First of all, I have to give my caveat that I think that just like using Nazis in a debate is always quicksand that is not helpful to political discussion. America is a democracy, and so comparing it to a group of people that Instilled an enabling act, prevented all other parties from existing, proceeded to kill some political opponents, and then just rule as a dictatorship, really has no place in comparison to any point on the spectrum. But in terms of why they shouldn't be classified as left, I mean, the SDP was the main socialist party in Germany, and there was also communists in the Reichstag. They were killed, tortured, prevented from voting, exiled, as soon as the Nazis came to power. But then you could see who they joined with. Their consistent ally, all the way up to the seizure of power, was the DNVP, which would have been a very non-socialist, corporate, conservative party. And you have the Harzburg Front. The Harzburg Front of 1931 was a group of conservative parties of which the National Socialists were part of. Eugene Debs, they were not. It doesn't fit well with German pol with you know comparing German politics to American politics doesn't fit well particularly on this question of socialism. In American politics, right and socialism doesn't mix. But Germany generally liked social legislation, and the time where you're discussing already saw long ingrained social programs that Americans were still in the discussion stages on. Otto von Bismarck's social legislation, the health insurance bill of 1883, accident insurance bill of 1884, old age and disability insurance bill of 1889. This is well before the time of the American New Deal. And this is coming from Otto von Bismarck. The use of the name socialist in a party was not so crazy in Germany. Where they did not agree with the agenda of the day is that they were not international socialists, all right? This was not like the Soviet Union-type socialism. This was national socialists, so socialists for German working men only and not getting involved with international socialism, an agenda outside of Germany. It is not right to take all people operating in a democratic country like the United States and compare them to people who were running a military dictatorship. Michael Ranser writes on the My History Could Beat Up Your Politics site, I saw this recent article in the British magazine, The Economist, about some current GOP efforts to call a constitutional convention in the United States. What does history tell us about how this might proceed? Um, and I did read a bit of this article, and I guess the movement is a little bit closer than I had thought, but there, there is a group that has some legislatures uh, interested in putting forth a balanced budget amendment and getting that done not through Congress, but getting it through a convention of states. Article 5 of the Constitution actually has two paths by which... Future amendments can be proposed. Congress can propose amendments or Congress can summon a convention of representatives from the states to propose them. So just in case, though, and this is something that George Mason argues at the Constitutional Convention that, What if Congress is corrupted? So just in case there's also a procedure, if two-thirds of the state legislatures want to call for such a convention, Congress would have to call for it, and there would be a convention. Hi, it's Bruce. Listen, we all know the news headlines are full of wild stories, like how the world is tipping towards authoritarianism, all while somehow, simultaneously, freezing, flooding, and on fire. Abe Lincoln learned from those conversations that helped him unify the country. It's time to ditch the doom-scrolling polarization and start focusing on some of the things going right. So check out What Could Go Right wherever you listen to podcasts. Want
1: to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.
0: A lot of people don't even know that it exists. It could change. There's a group getting together, uh, Balanced Budget Amendment tax for, Task Force, and there have been 27 states in which at some point legislatures have passed resolutions calling for a convention to propose a balanced budget amendment. Seven states which have not called for a convention are in Republican control in both houses of the legislature. So this is a movement that people are, are working on. And groups like Common Cause, the National Taxpayers Union, are joining this group, and they're aiming to have 34 states signed up by the end of 2010. Now, what do I think about it? What does history say about it? Well, The framers at the Constitutional Convention were very concerned about a second Constitutional Convention for a variety of reasons. First of all, they think that they thought that it would undermine the strength of the document. You know, that document we hold is sacred, but if you keep changing it, and if it's only as good as the next 10 years, does that Constitution have the reverence in our laws that it does now? I also believe that opening up a constitutional convention, even if it's only for one issue, like the balanced budget, I think there's going to be a lot of fear of that Pandora's box, that once you have this constitutional convention, people are going to be lobbying for other changes, and rights that are really important to people might be modified. I would find it unlikely that a constitutional convention would be called and only change one thing, And indeed, an attempt to do this in in Idaho, of all places, failed. So their Senate voted overwhelmingly against introducing a call for a constitutional convention. I think they might be a little afraid of that Pandora's box factor.
1: We all know how important it is to keep your eye on the money, and not just your own.